Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Get in! Well, it's noon here in Bethesda, Maryland, and 9 a.m. in Southern California. And this is news that you can use from YAA with your hosts, Zach and Ray. And, well, apparently, Zach is having a bad hair day. Bad hair day, indeed, Pops. How are you doing? Happy Monday. Uh, I am well. I think I might be a little bit better than you, because if it were me, I would have scheduled this damn show for, well, I don't know, 9 a.m. Pacific time, not 9 p.m. You know, it's it's I'm I'm getting off like maybe the flu, not 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 COVID. I, I'm, a little, I'm a little under the weather. It's a little earlier. Yeah. Here, so sorry for screwing up the show time. Also, rough hair day, really tragic hair day. But that's OK. We'll be back tomorrow and it'll be better. Dad. Things are going bad this morning for me. Things are going worse yeah. for the automotive industry. The chip shortage is rearing its ugly head once again. We'll kick the show off talking about that. And then Ford with some interesting Friday evening news that I thought we'd talk about as well. Extending their deadline for their dealers when it comes to moving towards all EVs. I thought those two topics plus some chat messages, we could have ourselves a nice Monday show. How's it sound? Uh, sounds good to me. And you, you will still have most of your morning when we're done. Yeah. Hey, also yeah. friendly reminder. Saw this message here from Todd. I joined on Saturday. Finally, dad, today is the last day. The get your promo in. Day. Go, go, go get dad, the I mean, promo do you, in. Do you think we're going to do another 50% off promotion? Cause I really can't imagine we do. YAA plus membership. It ends today. 50% off if you become a YAA Plus member. And again, YAA Plus includes all of the help we can give you for buying a car, which it's now a bit of a buyer's market. So we're here to help there, help you save money. Also, the discounts on maintenance and repairs, members-only pricing on insurance and warranties too. And we have an additional $100 off right now for the vehicle service contract, the extended warranty. That ends today as well. So join YAA.com. But Dad, let's jump may into I, the chip I, shortage. May news. I say one thing first? May I say one thing? Um, I'm pretty sure your investors would have a chat with you if you said, hey, I want to run the 50% off promotion again. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not the most lucrative thing, but it's good. It's helping us. We've had over 700 people join YAA Plus this month, so we're super excited and proud to uh, to build the membership yes. there. It pays for itself, which is great. Chip shortage pops. Okay. Lots of news this morning. What's going on? Um, well, um, apparently... Um, there were almost 300,000 vehicles removed from production last week or going into this week um, due to the, at this point, I'm going to say due to the alleged chip shortage, um, because, you know, we have heard in the past that the chips are more available today than they had been. And uh, so I'm not entirely sure that, that these vehicles that are being removed from production uh, really have to do with a chip shortage as much as they just might have to do with a slowdown in sales shortage and with inventory slightly building up. So I think personally, I believe this is a smokescreen and excuse in order to remove another 289,000 289, vehicles from production. Now, if I may, 
our dear Let's friend Igor would like them to take, I don't know, another million or so out because he's got a bet that there's going to be five to seven million vehicles lost to production this year. And right now we're sitting at uh, the projection, I think, is a little over four million. Yep. So let's pull up on the screen, Dad. So as you're saying, Auto Forecast Solutions added nearly 300,000 vehicles. Europe hit the hardest this time around. But your point is is super interesting because I don't want to say conspiracy theory, but you're 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 officially, I think, siding on. We have heard folks say there is no longer a chip shortage. We have heard folks say there is a chip shortage. You're you're planting the seed here that you think automakers are intentionally not producing as many vehicles as they could. Am I hearing you correctly? Uh, you are hearing me correctly. They are using um, the the well-known chip shortage from the past as an excuse to not produce cars now. As we know, General Motors recently came out and said that they have three times the on-hand of, uh, inventory, inventory at dealerships right now compared to the same time last year. Um you know, manufacturers are not blind. They can see that sales have slowed down. They can see that inventories are starting to build up again at their dealerships. They have also seen that even though when they were producing less vehicles, it was more profitable for them because they didn't have to invest in incentives to move those vehicles at a retail level. So my guess is they're sitting around going, we can still use the excuse that it's a chip issue. We can control the amount of inventory that our dealers will have. We can keep our incentive spend at a minimum, and we can continue to reap the profits of forcing customers to buy our higher end, more expensive, higher profit margin vehicles. And it helps the dealers because uh, the dealers won't have to discount the vehicles as much because there'll still be a shortage. You know, what also corroborates what you're sharing, Dad, was I think it was last week or two weeks ago, all of the different Taiwanese semiconductor uh, corporations came out and said demand has slumped. For the latest yep. quarter, demand has slumped. So how can you pair together, we have a chip shortage and we can't get enough chips, with the chip makers saying we actually have demand falling now. The only logical outcome is what you've described, which is this is, there's, I think Justice is actually the one hitting the nail on the head here. I don't do conspiracy. And yeah, this seems intentional, maybe not 100% on the up and up. It's not 100% on the up and up. It's more profitable to restrict inventory. And now we're going to see this as an excuse to do that. I, I I think it, it's just it's it's a handy excuse for the manufacturers and they're utilizing that excuse. They don't want to come out and say we prefer to have smaller inventory levels both at the dealership um, and at the manufacturing side of things because it's more profitable for us to do it that way. They don't want to come out and just say that. So. The excuse, and I believe there was another article, um, you know, where they're already planting the seeds for 2023 that the chip shortage is going to continue. And we know because we've read elsewhere, um, and you just mentioned it, um, that there's a slump in chip sales. And, and 
And we also know that, that the chip manufacturers don't really like to produce the chips that are used for automobiles because they are the lowest profit margin chips that they build or that they manufacture. Um, but still, they're just it's an excuse. It's an absolute excuse. And they're planting the seeds for that excuse to be able to continue through 2023. It is their way um, to take advantage of consumers, both here in the United States and abroad. And do you think this is happening now in part because demand has fallen off as sharply as it has? Hey, we realize that actually we're going to be over. There's going to be too much inventory. I mean, there already is in some circumstances for like Ram, for example. Stellantis has been mm -hmm. determined to flood the market with Ram products and they're selling at invoice price practically. So do you think this is happening, Dad, because you can read the tea leaves if you're an executive at a big automotive company and say, you know what? We're going to need to find a way to either increase consumer demand, which means incentive spend again. But hey, we haven't had to do that for a while and it's way more profitable. Or mm -hmm. we got to get even shorter and shorter inventory levels, smaller and smaller inventory levels. And they're looking at that and then, oh, that's that's the that's the lever we want to pull. Every every major manufacturer that sells cars in this country has a captive lender. They know very well that the amount of applications for new car financing is down. They know it's down for used cars. They know it's down for new cars. If So it doesn't take a lot to read the tea leaves. All you have to do is look at the data that is provided to them from their captive lenders. Um, was it Ally the other day, you know, that said yeah. – um, um, loan applications were down considerably in the last quarter. Well, and GM Financial as well, Dad. Yeah, and so that tells you everything you need to know. So if you're a manufacturer and you can read the data and not the tea leaves, but you can read the actual data that shows you that there are less loan applications that they're processing because there's fewer people in the market well, then why wouldn't you want to cut back your production? And since you have the the uh, well-known excuse of the microchip shortage, let's just blame it on that. And, you know, I don't know that it's a conspiracy theory. I, I think it's just a an actuality of what's going on. It is a result of what is going on. And so... It, it's just it's just the excuse that they've chosen to work with. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Zach, it all comes down to cutting production costs and doing production based on orders, not flooding dealers with inventory. We are witnessing the transition of the dealership model right before our eyes. And the OEMs are the ones that are actually driving the transition. It's not, I mean, and I guess you could say the dealers are too, because they've found a way to make more money than ever sure. before as well. But that's that's what's happening is the transition's happening right before our eyes. Uh, you know, I read recently that that the average new car gross profit at new car dealerships today is around five thousand dollars per That's car. That's insane. That's insane. five thousand dollars per car. I can tell you that just three years ago, the average new car gross profit at new car dealerships in the United States was somewhere between two and three hundred dollars. New car departments 
oftentimes were a loser for a lot of dealerships. And the only reason dealers wanted to be new car dealers was so that they could build up their parts and service business, not so that they could actually make money on the sale of new cars. And what has transpired over the last three years is everybody has now figured out, guess what? We can make a boatload of money per new car sold if we don't have a lot of new cars for people to choose from. Yeah, uh, we are seeing it day in and day out. That's exactly how it works, and that's how it will work. Although, Stellantis Ram, I think, are the one brand that's maybe going to play hardball here and say, nope, we're going for market share. We are just going to flood the industry with as much inventory as possible. We'll do discounts. We'll do incentives, and we're going to see if that works. They're the one that I think is holding out on things going back to the way they were pre-pandemic. Yeah, but they're also the ones that have come out and already said for 2023, um, chip chips are going to be an issue. Um, they've already said it for the Jeep brand. They're already setting the table for for constrained manufacturing of their vehicles so they can hold the prices higher. It's it, that was the first article I put on the show topics list yep, for yep, today, it, yep, and it's yep. and it's Stellantis. Okay, Stellantis is the one that says, you know what? Everybody else is paying less than $1,000 per sale in incentives, and we're paying $3,000. What are we doing wrong? They know what they're doing wrong. They produce too many cars, and they're already saying, oh, there's going to be a chip issue for 2023. We're not going to be able to produce those cars. Now, we are going to touch on this in today's Really, You've Got to Be Kidding Me. We have an incredible about 60-second video that we're going to watch because we have a question like this, but will the quality improve from Juan? And and to be fair, there are quite a few vehicles that haven't been able to be produced. Ford still has about 40,000 sitting around or 30,000. GM has mm-hmm. 25,000 sitting around. We're going to hit, I mean, it is not ideal for vehicles to be sitting around not making it to the consumer's hands at the dealership's lot. And we're going to, we've got a great Really, you got to Be Kidding Me that touches on that. So stay tuned for that. But Pops, before we go there, Can we please talk about the Friday night news drop from our friends over at Ford? This is a big one, and I don't think it's going to get as much attention as it should. Ford postpones deadline for dealers to decide on EV investment. Dealers will get an extra month to decide whether to spend up to $1.2 million on charges and other upgrades. Chargers, excuse me, and other upgrades the automaker is requiring for certification to sell EVs after 2023. And for those that are unfamiliar, Dad, this is Ford's biggest push away from the traditional dealer model in the sense that you don't have inventory. The price is the price. You want to sell EVs, you're going to have to do it the new way. And they have now postponed the deadline to decide if you're going to do that by a month, which I think is significant. Oh, it's it's significant only because there must be so much pushback from their dealer body as to the expense involved and as to the amount of control over inventory that Ford will have. Um, and, and so I would say that, that the amount of dealerships that have said, yep, we're in, is a lot smaller than what Ford had thought the case would be. That's exactly what I thought as well, Dad. It just means they couldn't convince enough people to say, yeah, we're on board with this. And and you've also got to weigh the fact that the economic climate, like for dealers, sure, is great. But looking forward, it seems a little bit sketchy. So do you really want to put a million dollars in? I 
I had the same exact read on it as you did. Well, and and the Pennsylvania Ford dealers have sent Ford a letter. Um, they want to they want to discuss the entire business model with Ford because in Pennsylvania, the, the, the dealer body's not buying in on, well, we're not going to give you cars. Uh, we're going to control the pricing. Um, they're, they're not in on this at all. So I, I think it's going to be a real issue for Ford moving forward because the, the number of dealers that have just said, yeah, we're in is much, much lower than what they thought it was going to be. Um, it's going to be much harder for Ford to um, reinvent how vehicles are sold through dealerships than I think they initially had thought. And Dad, to be fair, it's not just Pennsylvania. I mean, let's look at this here. Separately, a group of automotive trade association executives representing associations in Virginia and 11 other southern states this week asked Ford to, quote, reconsider the Ford Model E program as it currently is currently described, saying it, quote, includes unreasonable restrictions on dealer autonomy. Model E is the name of the EV division that Farley created this year, and he is the president of that as well. <coughs> Excuse me, Dad. And you can see here, essentially, it's just going to set up different rules that are very different from how dealerships have traditionally operated. I don't think this is a good sign for this new, we're going to, you know, automakers, we're just going to set up an EV side of the business. They're going to operate differently. Don't worry about us. And to be fair, Volkswagen's tried to do this with Scout. We've got Ford here with Model E. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be surprised if we see other auto automakers go down this path as well. But we're uh, first signs of resistance, first signs of it not working quite as planned. Uh, yeah, and and you know what? Um, if I were a dealer, and I'm not, yeah. but if I were a dealer and I had the millions of dollars invested that I already have invested in my facility, and for the manufacturer to say to me, "Well, if you want to be part of our EV sales, you need to you need to invest a million too," because at, at the six hundred thousand dollar level, you get nothing. Okay, yeah. you get you can only thousand for nothing. Yeah, you 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 basically get to order vehicles that are pre-sold. Otherwise, you will not have any inventory of electric vehicles at all. Um, so, if it's going to be that constrained, what they're really telling you is, well, you got to invest a million too. And if I already have fifteen million dollars invested in my facility. And somebody's going to tell me I got to invest another million too, and they're still going to try and control how I sell the car, what I can sell the car for. Well, you know what? I'm not quite as in on that as they would like me to believe, um, or as they would like to believe that I I would be. I'm not, and you know I can see why dealers would be up in arms and not want to just throw a, another million two into the into their investment. Um, especially when we don't know how successful those those EVs are going to be moving forward. We just it it is uh, it's almost a pig in a poke uh, as as the old saying goes. It's uh, I I don't know. I wouldn't be in on it, that's for sure. Yeah, I hear you, Dad. I hear you. Shall we keep going on the Ford side of things for a moment here cuz I think I think I got a really good really you've got to be kidding me. Okay. You're on board for that? If you say so. There it goes. Really? 
you gotta, gotta be, be kidding, kidding me. me. You could hear that, right? You could hear it this I, time. I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way that works. All right, give me a second here, pops. I'm gonna pull it up on the screen, and we're both going to watch this. This was sent in to us from a community member. Can you can you hear that, pops? I can, and and I love this ad, whatever it's for. Give me a second. We'll get through the ad. We'll get through the ad. Okay. All right. So this video was sent in to us. Let me jump ahead. Right about. Delivered. You will not believe what he found under the hood of this F-150. So we just got a brand new 22 F-150 off of the transport truck. Part of one of the problems with these trucks sitting. <laughs> That's my new toupee. <laughs> Is that thing alive? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my okay, God. Be All right. So here you go, Dad. Essentially, someone took delivery of a new 2022, new 2022 yeah. Ford F-150. And in the engine bay was a rodent, was an animal. Like, yeah. Was, and it's on YouTube. Like, it's not just not just us talking about it. Like, this is what happens. This is a really got to be kidding me, right? This is what happens when things just sit around. Oh, no, Ford's spin on it will be, well, who's to say they didn't just place that live rodent in there so that they could make this video? That's what Ford will say. But I am telling you, when when vehicles sit and they are not moved and they are especially um, on, on lots, dirt lots, um, rodents find, they look at them and they go, oh, new condos. Okay, new condos, no down payment, no monthly payment. We're in. And the whole damn family moves into their brand new Ford condo. Okay, Ford that's condo. what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Okay, and and you know what they, they, they think? Oh, my God, the refrigerator's filled with wires in there. There's, there's good stuff to eat. There's warmth. We've got we've got protection from the rain and the snow. I mean, these are I I would move into a condo like that that's got all the food you'd ever want, all the protection from the elements that you'd ever want, and no monthly payment. I mean, who no wouldn't want a want a housing situation quite like that? <laughs> You're hilarious, man. Laura here saying, I sent you an Instagram photo this weekend. Zach drove by the Speedway in Kentucky. Trucks are parked in every lot and even on the dirt hills that back to the interstate miles of them. And so this is interesting because it goes directly in juxtaposition with what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, which is the you know, automakers coming out and saying, starting to plant seeds. Hey, inventories are going to be short again so that we can raise prices. There are still some shortages, Dad, right? Like there have to be some shortages still. They wouldn't just have these cars sitting around, right? Yes. Well, that's true. But can I, there was a comment, um, or I think it was on one of the YouTube channels yeah. of ours. And, the, and a gentleman asked, he said, well, wouldn't Ford be better off taking these vehicles that are sitting and certifying them and selling them as low mileage certified used cars? And I thought to myself, you know, that's an interesting concept, except, well, if you do that, you have even greater warranty exposure because certified yeah. cars come with a longer warranty. And, and I thought to myself, would Ford be better off just scrapping the vehicles? Is there a tax benefit to scrapping the vehicles? 
um, saying that there were manufacturing issues or whatever, and and it's lost production uh, for whatever yeah. reason, and you get some type of tax write-off for that, as opposed to uh, increasing your cost by certifying it and have to warranty it longer. You know, I, I am not an accountant. Uh, I've never played an accountant on TV, and I haven't recently stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, but I am guessing that there must be some type of tax benefit to writing vehicles like that off as opposed to forcing the dealers to take them or, or um, you know, putting an even longer warranty on it. I don't see that happening. And you've got, you know, Susanna's reminding us, maybe even insurance claims that Ford could make. I, I don't know how that would work, but... There, you've got to be thinking there's some creative folks that are trying to make the most of this situation where they do have lots of vehicles like this 2022 F-150 that has an opossum in it. I mean, like, <laughs> no one wants that. That's not good for the customer. It's not good for the dealer. It's not good for Ford. And all also, Pops, these vehicles have just been sitting there not only for the animals that can get in it, the flat spots on the tires, the fact that the batteries may or may not work. Like, there are serious issues that come up when vehicles just sit around. And so you've oh, got I to imagine, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. You know, it, it always amazed me um, at the dealership level of the amount of lot rot that happens just by having a car sitting. You know, I don't necessarily understand it. I don't understand how and why it happens, but it does. I mean, um, I can't use the term I want to use, but the poop just just starts falling apart. I mean, the 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 stuff that goes on, it, it's 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 like it's like incredible. Um, so when you take thousands of vehicles and you just have them, I'm telling you, the rodents look at that as they built a new condominium complex for us. Um, you know, and this and is, this is like whenever you want. And sad, Dad. <laughs> oh my God! And you know they have hiking trails. They have everything. <laughs> they have <laughs> they have all types of activities right outside the hood. I mean, where does it get better? Tell me. Probably at uh, probably at GM's equivalent dirt mountain. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a G no. I'm, I'm just kidding, pops. All right, let's do this, Dad. Thank you everyone for joining us here today. It is fantastic to be back. Although actually, we had one question from Richard. I want to pull up first. Okay. Do you get grief from car companies giving us this info? I don't think you get grief from folks, do you, Dad? Um, you know, somebody asked me. I don't know if it was Richard, but but somebody asked me if I if I get grief from my friends in the car business for for sharing the insights that that we share and you know honestly i think about it and i've never gotten a call from any of my friends going what are you doing okay um i i think they they actually applaud us for doing it because yeah. most of the people that have been in the business a long time they would rather find a way to make it easier. They're, they're, they're really not looking for ways to make it harder. So they appreciate the fact that, that we're trying to make it easier, not only for the consumers, but we're trying to give dealerships good reasons to do it in a more customer-centric manner so that there won't be as much time, effort, and energy wasted when it comes to buying or selling a car. 
And Pops, fortunately, as we expand the business, it's not just dealers. I mean, we do this now in the insurance space, the warranty Mm -hmm. space, maintenance and repairs as well. So we're trying to spread our wings and our message of make things easier and be less convoluted across the board. And again, friendly reminder, the YAA Plus membership, it's $120 a year, 50% off ends this evening, Dad, at midnight. So please go ahead, use the 50 off code before then, or... And or you could do both if you'd really like the hundred dollar treat 100 offer for the vehicle service contract, the extended warranty that ends tonight as well, dad. So if you're not a part of the YAA community, now is definitely the time to do it. These promotions go away at the end of the night. And I do not think we're doing another 50 percent promotion. Maybe ever. I don't know if we can afford it. So please take advantage (laughs) of it. Well, I I hope everyone has a good night trick-or-treating. I hope everybody enjoys Halloween. Um, And and take advantage of the treats that we have for you that expire at midnight Pacific time. Um, Or is that midnight Hawaiian time? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I'm looking it up now, Dad. I'm looking it up. Yeah, but whatever you do, don't cross the the uh, the international date line because then you're definitely screwed. But it's it's all it's all treats, no tricks from your friends here at YAA through the end of the day today. Maybe we will do fifty percent off for Black Friday. That's a great idea, Suzanne. Thanks for mentioning it. But don't expect us to. So do it today. <laughs> don't do it then because we might not. Oh, Cyber Monday. Maybe we'll do fifty percent. Okay. I don't oh know. my God. It's all BS. <laughs> <laughs> Pops, so glad to be able to do this with you. Um, I, I noticed you don't have your green screen up and neither do I. I think we got to get you out here, man. You, I think you'd, you'd enjoy, I, uh, enjoy the I, mountains. I got to tell you, I am loving your, your setting. I'm loving your background. Um, uh, I, I would love to be sitting at that table next to you um, in that type of a setting as opposed to, well, staring out at a rainy, cloudy, um, miserable-looking Wisconsin Avenue here in Bethesda. Well, I know you're not sitting next to me, but you know who is today? Um, Peanut. Yeah, I knew Peanut was there. Is that how you hold a dog? I don't know. (laughs) And Laura. Oh, and Laura is sitting next to you. You've never held a dog before. Yeah, I'm not good with dogs or babies, but that's okay. We'll work on it. Um, All your your dogs were bigger than that. Oh, and let's answer Aaron's question really quick, Pops. How does uh, YA's extended warranty compare to HondaCare? Any hassles getting approvals? We haven't had really any issues with AUL. I think we had one instance so far. Um, so Aaron, I can't tell you exactly how they compare side by side. We'd have to, I'd have to like actually do the research and I don't want to make something up on the show. We've had one instance that I'm aware of with AUL so far where the shop, we would only pay the uh, list price of a, pro, uh, um, a part that the shop was charging about a 300% markup on. And so we just helped the customer find another shop to go to and then everything was covered. So yeah, everything's been good with, with AUL and with the extended warranty. We've got over a thousand people, dad that have purchased their extended warranty with us. And we're, we've paid out well over $100,000 in claims, which is great to see as well. So no issues on that front. Well, that's good to know. Um, will, will you and I be back here tomorrow? Or is, yeah, will it yep. be me? Yep. Huh? No, I'll be back okay. with you tomorrow. I'm okay. So, so we'll be back here again tomorrow at noon Eastern or 9 Pacific time where Zach is with more news oh. that you can use from YAA. 
I, I do. Right. I love you, Pops. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And, uh, yeah, talk to you tomorrow. Love you, too, Handsome. Please feel better. Uh, some chicken soup will help the cold. Thank you, Dad. See you, guys. See you, everybody. Thanks for being here. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Ah!